This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your, oh my God, I'm blinded over here. What? What What are you, what are you laughing? What are, I, don't, I don't even. Your you, smile. Wait, introduce yourself Blinded first. by the white. Jeez. I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. Thanks. Jeez. What's going on? Oh man. Okay. Okay. Is that going to be brought up the whole episode? These guys have been teasing me. Uh, I got some white teeth. Yeah. yeah I had my teeth whitened. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, natural. They look natural. Uh, <laughs> nice. I think nice. I'm getting a tan over here. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, I I've watched this whole I, thing play out. Yeah. Well, anyways, I I went to the dentist first time ever. <laughs> I went to the dentist. It was the first time in a long time, uh, about six months or so. But they offered me a free whitening, and I took them up on it. Yeah. And now I'm a little self-conscious about my teeth. Well, you know what? They, it works. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. You should be giving that referral out on those. Yeah. If anyone needs good teeth whitening, give me a shout. <laughs> uh, I got a guy for that. Uh, anyways, Matt, we have an amazing show. We've we do. Got, uh, we've got Rebecca Bowett. Yeah. And she is uh, from the blog, the very famous blog. Miss604.com. Miss604.com. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. Like I remember I've, I've been a fan of Miss604.com for years and I actually tried to buy Miss778, but uh, <laughs> she, owns it. she owns it <laughs> and it redirected it to 6 But I, I still do own uh, 604 because uh, I plan on opening uh, uh, some Vietnamese restaurants in the future. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, we have we have Rebecca on, which is excellent. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, before we get to our interview with Rebecca, we should talk about the fact that Chinatown, the uh, the 105, 105 Kiefer yeah. development was actually just voted down yesterday by the city. Yeah, it was. And uh, obviously, we had Beverly Ho on last week right. and uh, Jenny Kwan. Uh, the member of parliament talking about their opposition to that project right. and yeah, successful community mobilization there. Huge. Yeah. Hugely successful. We didn't really take a stance on the issue, but we wanted to make sure that we highlighted some of the concerns. We talk a lot about redevelopment and the need for densification. And yeah. so it was, you know, we felt like it was at least necessary to, to try and cover all sides. Yeah. Well, and you know, we've had abundant housing, Vancouver, we've sure. had a lot of people that are calling for more density, more density, more density. And, and we thought it was, yeah, it was a perfect opportunity to highlight the other side of that. Exactly. Debate. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's interesting too, because we were mentioned in the Georgia Strait this past week, um, and they were talking about, um, you know, all the voices in the community that have been talking about this issue. Yeah, and they, I mean, they, they mentioned our podcast. Yeah, they said media-wise, you know, they brought up business in Vancouver, right. the Vancouver Sun, and, uh, you know, this little upstart thing we got here. Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, yeah. yeah. It's on year two. Year two, not quite an upstart. Well, it's still... Well, potentially an upstart. I don't yeah. know. The, we don't know enough about it's the tech industry. It's a media industry. conglomerate. It's, <laughs> is that what you call us? Yeah, conglomerate, <laughs> I think, is the appropriate word. I, I don't think so. <laughs> So, okay, so we... we but in we any got, event, yeah, we got the shout out there. We got the shout out, nice. but the way they said it, it was funny. We really appreciate it. But it, the way they said it was, even the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast voiced some concerns. Exactly, yeah. And you know what? We're sensitive to, to that even. Uh, I think we're yeah. sensitive as realtors because realtors uh, obviously have been under fire for the last two years or so right, in right, the city, right, maybe right. longer, but really intense scrutiny. Um, and it just rubbed... Well, no, I don't know if it rubbed us the wrong way, but it, it was what one of those things. It rubbed me the wrong way. Did it rub you the wrong way? It didn't rub me the wrong way, but I, I kind of, it was one of these things where I think that what's been going on, at least in the comments section of a lot of the yeah, articles, we and, and we are very sensitive to that that type of stuff because at the end of the day, we work in an industry where we know a lot of other realtors. And generally speaking, it's almost like when they say, even we feel a certain way about a, a you know, cultural preservation or something along those lines. It's as if just because you sell real estate, you can't have any concern about the community, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, we sell homes to people and therefore we don't live in this community. We don't have friends that are struggling. We want to steamroll Chinatown because yeah. it, we might get a couple <laughs> yeah. pre-sale deals out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. like it's like this weird assumption that that's, uh, of course, these guys will be for, for you know, redevelopment. For yeah. redevelopment, which is not even to say, like like you said, it's well, not I, to say that we're even against it, but just this assumption that it's like Scrooge on the sitting on a money bag, cackling in the background here. Yeah. I mean, it's I can assure I find you, it offensive. Nobody in this room sitting on a money bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, Braden is. <laughs> <laughs> Braden just legitimately adjusted his money bag. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was you, uncomfortable over there? Um, but anyway, yeah, it was just, it, we thought we'd address it because it, it seems like uh, 
like I said, we kind of have friends on Facebook that there's some raging debates too, and there's just this assumption all the time. And uh, hopefully, we break out of that stereotype because yeah, uh, and you it, know, com- it we comes live with here, the ter- we work here. It comes with the territory, but anyways. And so, what else is going on? Yeah, so uh, still busy out there. It the is big, the big thing was five, six, seven Clark and Como. I think. I think you mean Clark and FOMO because yeah. people were there was a fear of missing out fear on fear of missing out. So if yeah. for those of you who are not in the know, that was a pre-sale development out in Burquitlam along Hugely the Evergreen successful Line. For uh, the hype around that thing guys. was was nuts. Yeah, Marcon was the developer. Yeah, we we just wanted to talk about it a little bit because of the process. I mean, there was under three hundred and fifty suites. I think they held back floors, so potentially under 300, closer to 200 suites. There's 3,500 suite selection forms filled out. Wow. And I think most people were left disappointed. Yeah, it's really hard to buy a pre-sale condo right now. You need that access. And even with that access, it's it's really challenging, right? Because you have developer friends and family. You often see developers holding back units. It's not always clear exactly how the sales process. And and let's be honest, though, the salespeople are in a, tough process oh. themselves. I mean, like I, there's no, there's, there's nobody I feel worse for than the people that actually have to be, you know, you're getting pulled in 300 different directions, 3000 different directions. Yeah. Get me this, get me this, get me this. And, and you only have a certain limit, right? You have a certain amount of units that yeah, you there's can, only so many sell. coffees people can buy for you to kind of sweeten the pot. Yeah. There. I don't think your, your tall Americano worked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told you you should have bought Grande. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, anyway, so that yeah, I mean that that was a very interesting uh, project. Well, and it was interesting too because the number of hurdles that are set up, you know, for people to jump through, and then ultimately a lot of people are are disappointed. Yeah. So, and the next one is uh, Joyce, obviously. Yeah, Joyce by West Bank. I mean, right. we've talked about this we've, in previous episodes. Yeah, we were thinking it was going to be about a thousand a foot. And it looks like it's going to be higher than that. Yeah. Um, information is still scarce, but a lot of buzz around that project. And uh, bottom line is, you should have bought Herba. Yeah, I think we should have taken our own advice <laughs> yeah. from that short and and yeah. uh, picked up a couple of units because yeah. I think they have a dispensary for Herba. Jo- Joyce, <laughs> what is Herba? Herba's the name of the. It's the name of the building. If you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Joyce Skytrain Station is now highly, highly desirable. And um, no kidding. And yeah, we're looking at well over a thousand a foot by the looks of things. So yeah, that that was crazy. Any final thoughts, Adam? Yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to highlight another thing that I've been kind of seeing out there, and I've been speaking to a lot of agents uh, who are working the west side detached market and the east side detached market. And there seems to be uh, a slight lull taking place right now. It's um, I don't know how for how long, but a few people that had really well priced homes come on in the last couple weekends and and actually expecting offers, and then finding out on Monday Tuesday that nothing was coming in. Yeah. So and this been, is literally a week or two though. This is This has been about 3 weeks or so. And the and the detached market on the west side is is really interesting right now because things are softening especially around the you know the 4 million dollar mark and uh, and up is quite soft. What are the implications of that? Well, on the one hand, you know, the bank of mom and dad is now a little bit concerned to gift money. Yeah. So it might affect you know the the young people that are trying to get into the money the market because if they're not confident that their home can sell for you know four point five million or whatever, then maybe they're not comfortable to gift money before it's actually sold. You got to tighten and those then the sec- Well, yeah, and the second implication of that obviously is 
downsizers are are a big driving factor in this market. And and if if you don't know how long your it's going to take for your house to sell, and if it doesn't, if you don't know what you're going to necessarily get out of it, right? You're less likely to buy before you sell. So it's kind of there's there's some interesting things going on in the detached market right now. But I've noticed that condos and townhomes are still going crazy. The attached market's still very busy, but detached is a bit hit or miss, I would say. Yeah, and what's also strange about that, and we've talked about it in the past, is that gap between condos and townhomes and the detached is really shrinking this year. It is, In a a weird way where uh, houses are not, it's not nearly as hot as condos and townhomes. And like there was a sale last night. So last night in the West End, 1982 building, a two-bedroom was listed at 650 Concrete building in suite laundry, but 1982, sure. 650, it sold for 795, 500 is what the subject free offer was. So my point here is when uh, an 800 square foot older building in the West End is going for 800K, um, detached homes, man, you see some steals out there right now. Well, if you have the mortgage helper, right? And if you're willing well, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, if course, you're willing yeah. to do some work to the house, because uh, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're not you're not really getting a detached house for under 1.2 million dollars in Vancouver right now, and and that's going to need a lot of work. That's pretty much land value, right? Yeah, but I mean, the key point here is the gap is definitely closing, and uh, for sure. and the the prices have increased so dramatically this year in those certain segments of the market, right? The condos and townhomes, whereas detached seems to be. little bit slower yeah for sure so matt maybe let's uh we've got a great episode today we've got rebecca bowett on and uh nice thing about this is it's like a long version of the five wire with a bunch of awesome information about vancouver yeah she knows her stuff she's been doing it since the uh what over 10 years now yeah close to 15 yeah without further ado here's our interview with miss 604 enjoy Okay, so we're here with Rebecca Bowett from uh, Mist604.com. How are you doing, Rebecca? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing Pretty well. good, good. Thanks for taking the time yeah. today, Rebecca. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, Rebecca, maybe we could start uh, by just uh, asking you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. I'm um, born and raised in the Lower Mainland, and uh, I started, uh, I have a history of working in the dot-com industry, uh, techie background. And I started a blog in 2004 called Miss604.com. And originally it was about uh, things I ate for breakfast and cats, of course, as things were (laughs) on the internet in 2004. (laughs) And uh, it just evolved into this beast. So I took my professional background and applied it to what I was doing with the site. And I've been a full-time professional blogger since 2008. Wow. So when you started the blog, did you have any idea that it would become kind of what you do? Absolutely not. No. (laughs) It was... uh, I was working in online media in uh, 1999, 2000. So I saw like the first evolution of the web and then web 2.0. And then when social media started coming around and I saw blogging as a thing that was happening in 2004. So I jumped on that. And then I've just, you know, that was even before Twitter and Facebook right. were around. So it's just a constant evolution of keeping up with social networks, keeping up with trends online and keeping up with content and things that are happening around the city. Right. So you started out uh, focused mainly on cats. Can you tell us a little bit about what <laughs> your blog has become? Sure. Um, since I, I think the main thing I wanted to portray on my site was I wanted to talk about the city. There weren't a lot of people talking about the city um, online in that time. There were not many other blogs around. There's a few that I 
still love. Kitsilano.ca has been around forever. They were around before me. <laughs> but um, now I talk about uh, events, things happening in the city, history. Just I want people to be informed about what's going on in the city and the fun things that they can do to get out and enjoy it. Because for a while there, Vancouver had a no fun nickname. And yeah. um, I like to tell people that I, I get 300 emails every month and I post all of them. They're all events. So there's <laughs> lots to do. Wow, man. So what are your, if we can, uh, we usually have a VREP five wire segment, but we'll, this episode is basically an entire episode on the it's five the long wire. Form. The long form. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite uh, restaurant bars in Vancouver currently? Currently, uh, it changes so frequently. We had a favorite one in our, in our neighborhood called uh, the Fat Badger in the West End. Right and it was nice. like this uh, in a heritage house and it was a British pub. Um, it's changed over recently. We haven't been there since it's changed. So it's worth being to try. It's called something else now, but it's on Alberni and Cardero. That was one of our favorites. Um, we're big into, uh, we live in the West End, my husband and I. So we love just going for a walk and treating Stanley Park like our backyard. So when we go into Stanley Park and have a, three-hour walk through the trails, which I love, which we rarely see many people there. So I encourage people to get out and go through the trails of Stanley Park. It's beautiful. Get off the seawall. I know yeah. that's beautiful too, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, in Stanley Park, we love the Stanley's Bar and Grill at the pavilion there. All it's right. at the, um, the Stanley Park pavilion. And there was a wedding there on the weekend and you think of it as a wedding venue or maybe as a uh, Malkin Bowl that's there, but there's a little restaurant in there and they've got good craft beer. So All I right. like exploring uh, our neighborhood, but then also... Yeah, I'll go. I'll go far for something. Sometimes, uh, not far. <laughs> I, I'm. I've been downtown too long. I was just thinking about New Westminster. I'm like, oh, that's far. No, it's not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know what? I just had a question about the West End because I live in the West End as well. And um, mm -hmm. what do you see the future of the West End? Are you uh, excited about it? I mean, Denman seems to. There's that Blind Sparrow Bar uh, that's new, but there's mm -hmm. Denman seems to be kind of a little. Dead, well, dead maybe, would you say? <laughs> Dead's yeah, not the right word. Mm -hmm. Maybe dead's not the right word. I, I was actually just speaking to somebody who was saying that they have commercial space on Denman and they can't rent it currently. Because well, the, the prices are so oh, high, wow. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and also Robson, too, seems like it's kind of transitioning in a way. Um, are you excited about the future of the West End? I'm excited if there's good changes coming. I have noticed a lot of stores shuttered on Robson and some that have been closed forever. And so like, yeah, HMV just closed again at that location where the RW Co. was, that closed up. Uh, Hatha Zakaya, that closed. That was another big popular restaurant. And same thing on Denman, you're right. Several restaurants have closed. So the, the few new ones that are opening up, so like Blind Sparrow and Buckstop is pretty good too if you like uh, like barbecue. Mm -hmm. Um I'm excited about the future of West End because it's, it's been my home for 12 years. And um, I just love to see that the new up and coming things, like they added the Lumiere Festival in December. And that's beautiful. Nice Around Christmas time, you've got lights and tours and music all throughout the, the neighborhood. But yeah, I'm noticing a lot of uh, development proposal signs for right. big towers along Robson. Uh, Denman, uh, a lot of some of our favorite restaurants are closing. So there's this vacancy that's happening, but then signs literal signs for development so you know the west the west end is, is the most populated residential core of the downtown and a lot of the buildings here are there's heritage buildings a lot of low-rise buildings and i don't know it, it'll be interesting to see what happens i like the dynamic of it i like walking in off of robson or walking in off of denman and i hear lawnmowers and birds chirping and you don't right. feel like you're downtown but then we're kind of losing those those core commercial spaces that mm -hmm. kind of need so 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just find it always curious about the West End that it's so densely populated, but it seems like the businesses have trouble maintaining a client base. But I think it has to do with rents more than anything else, that it's just so expensive to, to operate down there. But but yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. I just thought I'd, uh, I'd get your thoughts on that. So you, you must see almost every event in Vancouver must cross your desk before you uh, before you blog on it. So what are maybe some of the most exciting events coming up this summer, in your opinion? Yeah, uh, this summer, well, I know the ones that will get the most traffic on my site. So <laughs> um, anything to do with fireworks, so Celebration of Light fireworks, uh, which are happening uh, July 29th, August 2nd, and then uh, the Saturday following August 2nd. Um, so Celebration of Light, anything big and free. So in the summer, it's all about that, getting outside, uh, getting uh, together with thousands of other people to enjoy either fireworks or free movies in Stanley Park. That's the the next most popular post I'll have on my site now. So every Tuesday, July, and August, uh, at Second Beach, there'll be free outdoor movies in Stanley Park. I'm already seeing people responding to Goonies. I forget which night that is. I think that's July 19th. But yeah. <laughs> so anything upcoming in the summer that's free outdoors happening in the city, people are going to be there. Great. Matt, we, we used to call Matt Chunk all the time when he was growing up. Uh, so what I was about- waiting for the Goonie joke there. I was like, all right, here it comes. Uh, here it comes. Um, so can you talk a little bit about some other online resources that you use to kind of track events in the city? So obviously, miss604.com that's is the go-to. That's the go-to. But what, what mm-hmm. other websites do you like in Vancouver? Yeah, um, actually, for doing my event list, I actually just go to the city websites. So like City of Surrey, City of New Westminster, City of Vancouver, because they have all their listings there too for anything that's in a city building or city related. I see things that flow through just on Facebook. I'll go through events and see what my friends are responding to. Uh, Facebook now shows you what's happening in your area. There's also the new uh, Do 604. Those guys are kind of cool. They have, they're in several cities around North America too with Do and then the, the area code. So they have cool um, independent arts events, music, concerts, those kind of things too. Hmm. Okay. No affiliation, but yeah. <laughs> right. So outside of the West End, what, what neighborhoods um, in terms of, of restaurants and bars uh, are the current it neighborhoods in the city? The it neighborhoods. Yeah. If you're talking about what's hot in Vancouver right now, you have to talk about Yeast Van. So East Van, but with a Y, <laughs> so it has all the breweries. So uh, I'm actually planning, my in-laws are coming to town in a few weeks. So we're going to have eight of members of my husband's family coming to town and I'm planning a whole day of walking in uh, Mount Pleasant Main Street area because there's eight different breweries we can go to and different restaurants and you just walk all between them. That's kind of um, what I think is kind of hot right now is the the brewery crawl. And if you were to go to any of the breweries like Brass Neck, 33 Acres, um, Red Truck, Steel Toad, if you are Main Street Brewing Company, they're all within a walkable area and they're all completely packed every weekend with uh, with people doing beer tasters, doing bike tours, walking between them. So I said that's the really hot thing in Vancouver right now. How about uh, up and coming neighborhoods? Do you have a, a a neighborhood that you think is is going to be booming in in coming months, coming years? I hope the West End again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, New Westminster is really big right now. It's yeah. not part of Vancouver, but it's really big out there right now with all that they're offering down on the waterfront and that new pier park. And I'd say New Westminster is kind of the up and comer in the greater Vancouver area. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to somebody, we don't work New Westminster very much, but we were talking to a realtor out there that in it's, I think an article came out that said hey, New Westminster's the, the next it place. And in the last couple of months, the real estate has just exploded out there, which is, which is interesting mm-hmm. how they're busy. Yeah. 
so maybe moving on, um, Rebecca. So how have you watched the city change kind of since the, since the beginning of your blog? Oh, it's changed so much. <laughs> um, I could go back to, to a post from 2007, and if I have a photo of any type of skyline image, <laughs> it's completely changed. Right. It, the city's changed in terms of it's gotten a bit more fun, so there, there are more free events. There are more, uh, even just with uh, liquor licenses and beer gardens and things like that. But uh, bringing back New Year's Eve, bringing back uh, Canada Day celebrations, which we didn't have for a while, but yeah, there's a lot of growth. So Olympic Village, that's a, a neighborhood that didn't exist when I started blogging. There was no Olympic Village. <laughs> right. So, it, you know, it was just warehouses before the Vancouver 2010 Games. And then just an entire community popped up in that area. So the city has, yeah, changed right before my eyes since I started writing. So um, two other questions kind of as a follow-up to that. So right mm-hmm. now we've got a, a big issue with affordability. Has that come into play in your blog in terms of comments and sections are you feeling any of the growing pains of a, of a changing city um in terms of um on my site i think it's just reflective of how i mentioned the, the most popular events on my site are the free ones so right. <laughs> people are, are spending so much on rent that they're looking to get something for free and that's that's how they're trying to find their fun it hasn't uh hurt me you know as as the population's grown as my site's gone along i've had a, a year year over years that each year has been better and my biggest year is to start, I guess the tipping point was in 2010 for the Olympics when we were on the world stage. But uh, in terms of affordability, yeah, I think it's just reflective in, in what people are looking for in terms of entertainment that they can do that's not going to cost one arm and a leg because they're already paying that much for rent. Right, right, right. especially yeah. now that parking has uh, gone up in the West End. So. Yeah, I heard that. So no more <laughs> free two-hour parking and, and also the uh, yeah the resident parking. Mm-hmm. So and and the second question would be, Rebecca, it seems like we've made some big strides to becoming more fun, the city becoming more fun. Uh, what what else can the city do to kind of uh, extend that? To extend more fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> party all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've done, yeah, we've done quite a few things over the years in terms of allowing more events, bigger festivals, uh, rules pertaining outdoor uh, events, outdoor drinking, outdoor music. I think uh, a lot of communities have done a really good job. You know, I have 300 events listed on on my event list for June. So we have Car Free Day coming up. And then a lot of the communities are taking it upon themselves to have their own festivals. Like I just wrote about uh, Lynn Valley Days. They have a community festival coming up. Austin Heights in Burnaby, they have a, a festival uh, that was just last weekend. Uh, Burnaby Heights in Burnaby. So these little uh, community centers are taking it upon themselves to work with the merchants and work with residents to create their own little festivals. I think that's really encouraging. Mm-hmm. How, how does our city compare to other destination cities uh, around the globe? And I, I know you do quite a bit of traveling by the sounds of things, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this on the weekend. Uh, we were sitting out at uh, Burrard Landing at Mahoney & Sons. So we're sitting near the water, watching float planes come in. We can look at the ocean. We can look at the mountains. We're having a beer and thinking, you know what? Actually, this, what we're enjoying and experiencing right now is not that expensive compared to other major cities in the world. If I were in New York or London or Paris right now, I'd probably pay a lot more for, you know, the sandwich or for that drink. Um, Mm -hmm. And then look at, also look at this view. So in terms of things like that, everyday uh, meals and activities, it's, it's pretty comparable to other places in the, in the world, if not cheaper. It's just the extra cost of living. So it's just those rents that are, that are high. <laughs> so, so Rebecca, so how can people learn more about you and your blog? Uh, you can go to miss604.com and I have at least 
five to seven to ten posts every week about things to do in the city and history and travel. And I have a, a trip coming up this weekend to northern BC, and you can follow that too. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much. So there you have it, folks. Our discussion with Miss Six Hundred Four, Rebecca Bowett. Yeah, Rebecca Bowett. She's a she's a great guest to have on in the city because she knows everything about the city. Well, she's she, and we're active. also getting into the summer season here, where what Italian Day was uh, last Sunday. Italian yeah, Days? this weekend coming up actually is Car Free Day on Maine. I know that because I got a listing on Quebec and we are... You're going to be biking over? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm walking through it with my signs. Um, (laughs) No, I'm not open on Sunday, but we're open on Saturday. Uh, Anyways, uh, there's there's a lot of events coming up this summer, so it's really exciting. And her site is the absolute number one resource. For sure, for sure. But speaking of absolute number one resources for websites... Visit the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. That's right. And also the best resource out there for finding listings and getting realtor level information. Go check out Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com slash PCS and sign up for the best listings management software available online. Yeah, we've said for it before free. and we've no said obligation. it again. Yeah, there's tons of people that have taken us up on this. The feedback is awesome. Yep. The resource is awesome, and it's free, courtesy of the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. So take us up on this offer. Absolutely. And I've had like four or five emails just in the last couple of days saying, oh, man, this is such a great service. Thank you so much for making this available. So you're welcome anyways, is the answer. You're, you're <laughs> exactly. Also, oh, hey, one last thing, review drive. We're oh doing yeah, the review drive. Yeah, we're at one thirteen. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, one thirteen, and we still have seven spots left for the opportunity to get an amazing yeah, gift. Yeah, it's a we're pretty, the, it's a pretty easy process to review, and this gift is definitely worth it. Yeah, so if you like the podcast, please do rate us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or get in touch. We're working with a lot of people right now from the podcast, and uh, no, it's an awesome experience. So. Get in touch if you're interested in chatting about real estate. So, Matt, how can people reach you? 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And Adam? Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Brady D? Info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Excellent. So have a great week, guys. Yeah, and happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. Including Matt and soon-to-be Braden. Stay tuned. Not yet, Braden. Enjoy. (laughs) Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? 
Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. 